0: What's up, everybody? It's the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean, and today we're going to take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-23 to victory over the Washington football team. And this was surprisingly to me a more fun game than I expected, uh, not only when I watched it live, but also when I rewatched it knowing kind of what had happened. It was more interesting than I, I really gave it credit for and I was proud of the way Washington played to make it such. Now, I'm not a Washington football team enthusiast by any means, but you know they played well, and they made the game more competitive than I would have thought, and they have pieces going forward that we'll get into about what I think about what they should do going forward, but Just right off the bat, you know, when you hear Taylor Heineke is going to be the quarterback and, you know, there's not going to be any Alex Smith and they've let go of Dwayne Haskins and, you know, this game had the potential to be a complete dumpster fire, kind of like the Chicago game. But you know what? Washington came out and played hard and they have played better under Ron Rivera. So, you know, say what you will about his coaching, but the defense played harder You know, the team played harder overall, and I think they found their guy, you know, going forward as far as their head coach. So that's exciting for the Washington football team to have that kind of sewed up. Someone that can work within the Washington structure is crucial, you know, because they have the ownership issues and the like. So it's good on that end, but, you know, still not a win. The winning side, Tampa Bay, you know, looked good, even though they let Washington stick around for entirely too long for as good as I think Tampa Bay is but still it was a, a good performance by Tampa Bay and anyone that thinks that Washington isn't a good team is wrong Washington has pieces and uh, the fact that you know like I said even though I felt like Tampa Bay let them stick around too long uh, it shouldn't surprise anybody that they did play well and that you know they're better than Chicago, for sure. So there's that. But uh, still not going to get you to a championship. Tampa Bay has possible championship aspirations. The fact that they put everything together and that Tom Brady looks comfortable back there for the Buccaneers is key. They've done a good job of protecting him and did a good job tonight keeping him off the ground. But it's also a function of them having really good weapons you know, for him to throw to, Uh, having Mike Evans be healthy and be out there was key. He took a bad step in the end zone last week, and his knee did the wobble where you think he might have hurt it really, really badly, some sort of ligament damage, but he looked spry out there and, and looked like he was himself, so that was a big, you know, whew, Moment for me as far as Tampa Bay, because man, without him out there, you know, it knocks everybody down a peg. And even though they have plenty of other options there, he just adds this element that the others aren't capable of adding, you know, him being so tall, lanky and having such a big catch radius, especially when it comes to the jump ball. I mean, that adds an element that the other ones just aren't capable of adding as much. And, you know, you don't want to have to replace any of them. You want to have Evans. You want to have Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Scotty Miller, and Cameron Brate all out there. And that's an impressive list of people to catch balls from when you're talking about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, kind of the opposite of the Washington football team where they're really having to scrape stuff together. And you've got the two Sims and the like out there. It's just not nearly as good a scenario. And you notice that the teams that are still in there, yeah, they have good quarterbacks, but as far as the teams in the playoffs, they also have good options. As far as wide receivers go, you need to have separation. You need to have good hands. You need to have the catch radius. You need to have all these things to be a successful NFL wide receiver. And Tampa Bay, you know, has a bunch of guys that have those chops. And it's an exciting proposition to see Tampa Bay, play New Orleans next week, I think that's going to be a really good game and that both teams have their merits. It's just going to be, you know, whose offense can really pull it out against whose tough defense. So that's exciting. Drew versus Tom. I mean, the whole thing really reeks of storylines that I want to know more about and want to see play out live because it's it's going to be exciting. And what gives me the most excitement for Tampa Bay is just how it's come together. You know, it hasn't looked smooth at every turn, but, you know, they had less time than ever to implement this with a new quarterback, you know, with a drastically different quarterback who makes good decisions and doesn't have the same arm strength as Jameis Winston, but also, like I said, makes good decisions and is careful with the ball and, you You know, can drop back and make reads and, you know, do all the intricate things that he does in those dropbacks through all the years of experience he has. It's incredible to watch him still have enough fastball to get it to all these guys and make, you know, this offense really hum. And I think this team, you know, more than some have a better chance because clearly Washington couldn't beat Green Bay, but I know that Tampa can and has. Now, it might not be as easy as it was last time, but I think Tampa has just as good a chance as New Orleans. I think if Tampa Bay can take care of New Orleans, they have just as good a chance as anybody. And Washington has a good pass rush, and they got after it, and they were just able to protect today. It's a really good sign for their prospects going forward that they were able to do what they did against this defense. Now, a lot of that was the weapons getting loose and Tom making good throws, and you know, them really having to produce, but it's how they're set up to produce. And Bruce Arians, you know, with his system, with everything that's come together, Leonard Fournette looking good, you know, it's looks like a tough out for someone, you know, if they're going to get beat cuz I'm just impressed with the way that, you know, with Mike Evans out there, Godwin, you know, even though he didn't have his best game, you know, still broke loose for one, and then you have Antonio Brown on top of that who gets his, it's definitely tough to guard. And then with Gronk and Bray in the middle, and especially with Gronk able to block the way he's been blocking, you know, for the running game as well, made the offense hard to guard because when you can run the ball and pass the ball and you've got all these different ways that you're able to do it and you're keeping Brady upright that's a recipe for success now hopefully they get Ronald Jones back to add to Leonard Fournette and instead of Keyshawn Vaughn Keyshawn looked okay but I'm not a big fan and he had the fumble I love Ronald Jones, and I guess Keyshawn kind of adds something in the passing game that they don't, but I'd rather see Leonard get the passing game you know, work and see him get downfield and rerun him downhill. And I guess they just kind of saved him a little bit on that one drive, but I got to think they're going to pound the ball with Ronald and with Leonard You know, should Ronald make it back for this next game, which it seemed like was likely, but we don't know that quite yet. I'd be interested to see that because I think Ronald runs just as hard as Leonard and has a little bit better side to side movement and hitting holes. So I want to see Ronald out there, but it was cool to see Leonard actually, you know, really coming into form as well. You know, at times he looked like old Leonard Fournette and what we wanted Leonard Fournette to be. So having this full compliment means everything to Tampa Bay. And I got to think that, you know, with Ronald Jones back, with Leonard Fournette healthy, that's, that's a good scenario for Tom Brady too to be able to play off the play action there and work that part of the, his game as well and not having to just do the five to seven step drops. But I don't really think that there's anybody more capable of doing that than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers at this point. And uh, I'm interested to see if they meet up or whether Drew Brees can stop him next week. That'll be an is- interesting part of this is can Drew Brees out Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I just don't know. And they don't have near the weapons, but they also have Kamara. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. I kind of think I like Tampa Bay a bit, you know, and part of that was how they looked in this game and Taylor Heineke, you know, is not as good as Drew Brees, but he offered a certain amount on offense where it was a good challenge. I don't feel like they just beat a real soft team here. They have defensive pieces, and Tom Brady was able to pick them apart and really looked good doing it. And you know what's crazy is he looks like the least likely of all the older type guys to retire at this point. You know, Phillip Rivers probably looks like he's done. Drew Brees may be done after the season. People are talking about Big Ben. Father time comes for everybody. And, you know, the way Tom played today, it looks like he's got at least one more left in him, so... That's exciting. I guess, you know, if they win, that's one thing. Maybe he rides off into the sunset, but I don't know. He looks like he has the most left in the tank out of everybody. But then again, he also has these really studly weapons. And like I said, I've said it a couple of times already, having Mike Evans out there means a lot. And I had higher hopes for Mike Evans as far as fantasy output, you know, having a better quarterback You know, I thought that might make the difference for him, but really it meant less possessions overall and less throws because they weren't having to come back as much. And then they were more balanced than they were in years previous as well. You know, Ronald really stepped up his game after the first year and then they added Leonard Fournette. So that all kind of led to a down season statistically, you know, in comparison to what they'd been doing with Jameis, but overall the offense looks so much better And clearly this is the way to go, you know, taking a shot with Tom rather than trying to, you know, tap into Jameis's potential. Maybe Jameis gets back out there. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch just because it's so thrilling to see him really get out there and chunk the ball around. So I want to see Jameis back, but it's exciting for Tampa Bay fans right now to really have this shot. You know, there's only going to be a couple of bites at this apple likely, but they have as good a shot as anyone at this time. I, I like the way they're looking, and I love the weapons. It's just an overwhelming amount of weapons to have to deal with. So, we'll see if uh, we'll see if the Saints can rush the passer a little bit better. You know, that was supposed to be the strength of this team. They just weren't able to get to Brady as much as you would have liked, and he had too many clean pockets to throw from. And then, you know, the receivers did what they did with it. So we're excited about Tampa. I have reservations about the other team and what they're going to do going forward, but you have to give credit to the Washington football team and how they played this year, you know, in a year where they lost their name, in a year where COVID's going crazy in a year where Dwayne Haskins just falls apart. And, you know, that f- means their future falls apart as far as their quarterback goes to have gotten to this point and to play as well as they did is a credit to Ron Rivera and the staff. And that's not typically how it goes for Washington. You know, if things had gone as crossways as they had for them, most of the time that would have been a complete meltdown. And this team would have been in the gutter a long time ago, but to Ron Rivera's credit to the coaching staff's credit and you know, everything, it does look like they're on the upswing and like they're making good decisions from a personnel standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. And that is a scary proposition for the rest of the NFC East to have that organization actually moving in a good direction when it's been such a dumpster fire for so long. And, you know, part of that was, you know, Alex Smith coming back and and giving them good quarterback play when they desperately needed it. And, you know, maybe they would have played better had he been out there, but you really have to like what you saw from Taylor Heineke in his performance today. Now, part of that is typically, you know, when you don't have a good feel for what a quarterback's gonna do and what an offense is gonna do with that quarterback, it can be harder to game plan from a defensive standpoint. So, quarterbacks typically get a little bump in their first start because you're not exactly sure how they play and what that team is gonna do with them. Typically takes about six starts to really get a feel for what a team is doing and to really, you know, have a good, and and to really develop a game plan off of what they like to do. So when you only have, you know, nothing to go off of really from Taylor Heineke, he does get a little bump there, but I definitely saw NFL backup talent from this guy. Absolutely. I don't think that I saw NFL starter and I think it would be a folly to try and make him your quarterback of the future, but as far as being an NFL backup, Taylor Heineke absolutely made himself some money today because he can come in there, deliver a little pop, make some plays with his legs and give you what you need to get by. Like I said, I don't know that he has an NFL starter upside, but like I'm saying, he made himself some money because he absolutely is a good NFL backup, I think. He showed that he could do all these different things with the ball. He was making good decisions. You know, he doesn't have the best arm in the whole world, but he has enough arm to make a bunch of different throws. And if Washington had better options as far as their receivers and their line, I think he could have done a lot more with it. So he's not a team elevator, but I think he could absolutely drive the bus and, he showed more than that. He showed more than bus driver. It just didn't pop to me that I would want him to be my quarterback of the future. Now, what Washington does at quarterback is certainly one of the biggest questions of the offseason, not just for them, but period. And, And, you know, mainly because, you know, you would have thought that it would have been Dwayne Haskins and that they would have been trying to develop him. But I don't blame them for doing what they did. He was showing major inaccuracy as far as his throws go. And then I guess he's, you know, he's showing everything else as far as his character off the field. And obviously, you know, he wasn't very popular in the building either because it wasn't like the players didn't rally around this other guy. And Alex Smith still has some guaranteed money in his contract, but you know, it's $24 million to keep him. It's only $10 million this year, $5 million next year to get rid of him. And there's ways they can kind of eat that now or later. So they're going to have some flexibility there. And I think that's enough money to save where they're going to save it. I don't think you pay Alex Smith $24 million to pay quarterback for you, even though if you get rid of him, you know, you're going to lose 10 I think that $14 million in savings is enough for me. And there's a second year left with that $5 million guaranteed as well. So that's kind of scary for them and not a great situation for them going forward. But it is what it is. They signed that contract, and there was a nasty injury. The fact that Alex was able to come back and do what he did was a miracle. And I'm so proud of him for doing so because it did look like competent quarterback play. It just doesn't look like it would be something I'd want to pay for you know, with that. But you have to kind of have a lily pad to jump to as far as who your next quarterback's going to be and I just don't know if I would want to go into the season with this guy. With this guy as my backup, absolutely I'd be into that. If he was the Cowboys backup and they could get him for a couple million, I, I like him just as good as Andy Dalton or better, You know, especially when he's able to use his legs more and it seems like he has a little bit more arm. So he could be an upper echelon backup. I like the way he looked. It's just that it wasn't enough. And it wasn't enough early on, but you got to give him credit for the heart he played with the jumping touchdown where he lays out and runs it in for the touchdown. That was beautiful. And like I said, if the NFL really got in on him and took away what he does, I think, you know, eventually it would get stale and, you know, it wouldn't be the situation that, you know, you could ride out all season, but I think he could get in there for a couple of games and give you competent quarterback play. The XFL would have killed for guys like this, for guys making plays like this. He's definitely one of the top 60 best quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's exciting for them that they've uncovered that, but I just don't know that I'd want to go into the off season with that guy going to be my quarterback. Backup, Yes. Rest of it. No, it was a great game for him. He made this game entertaining. I, absolutely. He made this game entertaining, you know, with the running ability, With the throws he made, like I said, they weren't all perfect, but really Washington is an imperfect offense in the first place. They're a little ahead of schedule for what I would have thought they would be with the offensive line woes, especially at left tackle. That's been a a turnstile all year. They only really have two NFL options as far as their receivers go, two legit ones. Terry McLaurin is good. I like him a lot. And I like Logan Thomas a lot too. Terry obviously – is so fast and fluid and has a good amount of size for someone that fast. I think he's absolutely an all pro type NFL option. So that's exciting. And, you know, Logan Thomas, I think, has the size, is nimble enough, is, you know, catching enough balls, and they seem to like him. He's going to be someone I'm kind of targeting as like a second tight end in best ball drafts, but I'm going to have to be looking at what the quarterback situation is. Seems like Scott Turner is a tight end guy as far as the offense go but not every quarterback is it'll be interesting to see who they end up with and like I said my Taylor brother made himself a lot of money today you know probably you know five million dollars over the next couple years you know as long as he has the young legs and can show that part of his game I think he can be a capable NFL backup so that's exciting for that part of it and you know like I said, Washington, you're playing better. You have some pieces there. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Logan Thomas. You need another receiver either over the top of that or next to Terry McLaurin. I like Cam Sims and Steven Sims. Okay. But they would make much better third and fourth options as far as receivers go. And then being the fourth or fifth option, as far as the passing game goes because of Logan Thomas. So they're a little deficient there, kind of in the same way that the Miami Dolphins are. You know, they have two good options, but there's not enough else around it. And it does affect the quarterback play from time to time. There was too many tight throws that they had to make. There wasn't enough separation at time from those guys. Now, I know Cam Sims had seven for 104 and that Steven Sims caught a touchdown, but just overall, I'd like to see somebody a little better as the second or first wide receiver, and then I'd also like to see them invest in the offensive line. But they're going to have to find the quarterback first. That's when you you find the quarterback, you take shots at the quarterback until you find your guy, and then you invest overall in protecting that guy and putting weapons around him. So even though Washington made the playoffs, they're still in the rebuilding phase, and you know having your guy flame out and be cut the way that Dwayne Haskins was that's a setback for them. And then, you know, you still have Alex Smith money on the board. There's still some stuff to work through here, but it's definitely a positive trend for them. And having Ron Rivera back there, you know, making those calls and actually giving stability to this organization, I think Washington football team fans should be over the moon for that, you know, getting a name for the team, having a coach and then finding your quarterback. And unfortunately it didn't work out that way, but you know, at least you're not going to waste any more time on this guy because while he flashes NFL upside and you, know, you can see why he was drafted and why he could do some of the things he could do, he's not really mobile enough and doesn't throw well enough on the run or with enough accuracy that I'm super excited about him in the same ways that I am other guys, even to Even too with his warts, I mean, at least he flashes the accuracy when he's given enough time and he flashes that Drew Brees type thing. I don't see Dwayne Haskins, you know, developing into that guy where, you know, he's able to use his physical talents to bend a defense to his will. I don't think there's enough there that I'd be super excited about that, but there's enough teams that need a quarterback of the future because their guy is older or they just don't have anybody that I think Haskins will get another shot but he better make the most of it because he's on his last shot when the Washington football team gives up on you. But that's also a positive sign for them that they're not so desperate that they're willing to put up with that bull crap anymore. They're a better organization than that now. And I think they knew it from the jump. I think they, that's why they gave Ron Rivera, you know, so much ownership of the decisions on what they were going to do with the name. cause I think it was immediately apparent to them that they had their guy and they were going to let him kind of run their organization because it had been such a clown circus before that. So, like I said, you're moving in the right directions. You're a little bit ahead of schedule for someone that lost their quarterback of the future. That'll be the big question for this off season. What, what do they do at quarterback? Who's available? They haven't really, haven't really gone through the list of guys that I think will be around And maybe it is Taylor Heineke, but that would be a setback for me if that's who you go into the season with next year, because like I said, he flashes good things, but at the same time, it didn't flash like, okay, this guy is going to develop into the next big thing either. So NFL backup, yes, maybe not your quarterback of the future. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Logan Thomas. I want to see them upgrade off that. I like Antonio Gibson, and I like J.D. McKissick, too, and I like them as a pair. Maybe they're not the most explosive tandem in the NFL, but they both serve their purpose in the offense. And then, like I said, this line hasn't really been producing a ton on top of this. So that's kind of what made Taylor Heineke's and, and the Washington football team's you know, performance even more impressive is the fact that their line isn't anything they're right home about and they still were able to do what they did with it. So, like I said, there's things to be encouraged about. I think the first thing I would look at is left tackle. If outside of the quarterback, that's another big thing that they need to upgrade on is the offensive line. They've obviously been investing in the defense. You know, there'll be some talk about what they do with their secondary. But overall, I'm encouraged for the Washington football team, which is not something I want to say as a Cowboys fan. But this performance, I know it was a loss, and – a lot of people are going to say, oh, they didn't deserve to be there. But Washington deserved to be there. Out of any of the squads that were in the NFC East this year, it was Washington for sure. So good for them. And like I said, they've got a lot to figure out. But, you know, they're on the finally on the backside of that Alex Smith contract, too. That's the other thing is now there's a way out. Before, he costs so much money. And that's why you get those guaranteed contracts if you're, you know, in the NFL. That's why that money is so big because it can be over – In a heartbeat, but kudos to him for coming back and doing what he did in the first place. So, overall, you're encouraged, but still a lot to go on, and uh, we'll see what Tampa Bay as well does against the Saints. I'm really interested in that. Well, that's what I've got for this game. Like, listen, subscribe, download the podcast. That's the big one. If you've gotten to this point and haven't downloaded, go back and download. And uh, also look for the videos. There's going to be a Tom Brady and a Taylor Heineke video, so you can kind of see the things I saw when I watched this game anyway, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening.